What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the A&J Podcast. I'm Javin, joined by my co-host, Adam. You. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. I think a very eventful week, actually, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I would agree. So, uh, first we're going to start with uh, breaking news in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Sam Darnold trade. Huge. Yeah, yeah. So, I think uh, we kind of saw this coming. I mean, anybody with like half a brain can see this coming. Especially because, you know, San Fran traded up to the third pick. And you would think they would want to trade it to the second pick, but I guess the Jets didn't want to give it up. So, they kind of, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall there. Yeah. Right? Sam Darnold gets traded to the Panthers for second, fourth, and sixth round pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jets, honestly, they're looking pretty good in terms of, like, draft capital and shit like that. Mm. They have two firsts next year and two seconds next year, too. So, I mean, Jets have, I think Jets are probably one of the most exciting teams to look for this next season to see how they do. See, you know, Zach Wilson probably goes to them, right? Yeah. See how... They fare this season. I think they're going to have a better season last year, obviously. But how do you feel about Sam Donald on the Panthers? Uh, Sam Donald on the Panthers, I think it's actually a pretty good fit. I think the Panthers are kind of like um like a parallel to the Jets in a sense, where they, they, signed, they, they hired Matt Rule, who was supposed to be like the Jets head coach, but they went with Adam Gase. And they have Robbie Anderson, and now they have Sam Donald. So it's kind of like a what-if situation over there. You know? It's like... Mm-hmm. What would have Matt Rule look like with Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson and some other guys if he went to the Jets? So it's kind of interesting to see. Uh, you know, to be honest, you know, I think the Jets failed Sam Darnold for sure. But I also don't think Sam Darnold's that good. And I guess this is his ultimate test. Like, this is like the only reason he's uh, worth a second round pick and a second, fourth, and sixth because the potential is there and you can sell a team on the narrative that. The Jets failed him, and he's you know he's still a, like a super talented guy. So that's that's the only reason. Like, there's no difference to me between Rosen and Darnold, to be honest. Other than the fact that Sam Darnold has a narrative to him that's very like uh, understanding, you know. Yeah. Like the narrative that the Jets failed him, and they did fail him. Like, there's no question. They put a, a horrible offensive line, no weapons, and probably one of the worst coaches in a long time. I mean, what do you think? Uh, well, I don't know. This is not talking about Gase, but. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a fresh start. The situation's pretty good. They picked up his fifth-year option, so it sounds like he's going to be there for at least two years. You know, so I hope Sam the best. He's a good kid. He did try every time he went out there with horrible roster. He never complained once. So I think if you're a Jet fan, you just got to root for the guy. I hope he does good. And if he does, you know, he's got to be happy for him, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think anybody that watched the Jets besides like people with like the head far up their ass but like you could tell that the Jets didn't do the best that they could to get Sam Darnold uh you know help yeah or whatever I I like Sam Darnold too because just like you said he never I've never heard him complain ever mm-hmm. about the shit that he was getting thrown at him and I mean I I think I I hope he has a good season I think he will because Teddy Bridgewater's in talks now with other teams. Panthers uh, let him do that. So he's probably going to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Dillon looks like he's probably going to start. I also like their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, I think. Yeah. I think, you know, if anybody can do it, it's going to be him. And I think this is the year for Sam Donald to, you know, 
He's in a brand new system. You know, Panthers aren't a bad team. They weren't that great last year, but they're not like a terrible team, you know? I think they're up and coming too. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see how he does. I hope he does well. I, I like Sam Donald as a player. I think it's uh interesting that like he didn't he's not going to like a rebuilding team, but he's also not going to a team that's expected to win now. Yeah. Kind of like that's a perfect fit for him. And I think um it's just going into system with McCaffrey, Anderson, Moore, and a decent offensive line and a good offensive coordinator compared to going into a system like in the Jets where it was Adam Gase, no offensive line, no weapons, you know, so I hope, you know, it's a complete 180 for him. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, all the best for Sam Darnold. I also want to talk about the return the Jets got. Mm-hmm. Did you think they did get a return like this? Because I think it's a pretty, like, strong return. Yeah, no, when I saw it, I was surprised. And me and you said yesterday, we were surprised he even got a sixth out of it. It's not because he's horrible. I think it's just the fact that they really had no leverage. It wasn't like there was, like, a bunch of teams lining up to trade for him or, you know, like, the, you would have to, like, blow away the Jets to get him. Like, it was very obvious he's on the market and it, they were going to take a quarterback at two. So, it seemed like the leverage wasn't that good to try to push up the price. And they did. They, ma- they managed to do it. No, yes. Uh, se- second, fourth, fu- and sixth future picks, you know, that's pretty good for a quarterback that, you know, didn't really have any good seasons, really. But it's more just because he's a prospect, probably, right? Yeah. Is it so? It's like a lottery ticket. Yeah, pretty much. So big news. I think this this the writing's on the wall. It's very obvious the Jets are going to pick a quarterback at two. I think there's a little bit of debate in the air who they're going to take, but I think the chances are it's going to end up being Zach Wilson, just because yeah, he's I, so hyped up and he's doing so well in the in the draft process. And nobody other, no other quarterbacks really rising like him. Like, it's obviously Lawrence is going one. Yeah. Zach Wilson is like a rising stock, and the other guys are kind of like iffy. You know, so it's mm-hmm. I think it's ultimately going to be Zach Wilson. Yeah, Sam Darnold also looks really excited to play for the Panthers too, which is good. He should be. Yep, this is a good start for him. Yeah, so uh, that's that's it for the Jets. Uh, anything you want to talk about about football? Uh, Aaron Rodgers hosted Jeopardy. Yeah, I seen that, and and then they <laughs> they trolled him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The contestants was ran the random people. I think so. Yeah, they usually are. What, what was the what was the question he asked? Fuck, I actually don't know. I think the guy was just like fucking around with him. That had nothing to do with the question. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And, and then he wrote, "Who who decided to kick that field goal?" Yeah, yeah. So I think that was pretty funny. Honestly, Aaron Rodgers is like a funny. He needs a game show or something. Yeah, after football. He wants to do both. He wants to host Jeopardy and play, which is interesting. Not interesting, but, you know, it's cool. Aaron Rodgers is a different breed. Mm-hmm. I just swing it over to the Mets in baseball. So we have some breaking news on that front, too. Unfortunately, Fernando Tatis will most likely be out for the season. He hurt his uh, elbow on a swing and on a strikeout. Um, it's just so, like, demoralizing because... He was like prepared to like he was set up to be like the face of baseball this season. And it was gonna be like his throne to to it was gonna be his path to the throne. And a couple games in, he's out for the season. It's really it really sucks for baseball. It sucks for the fans. I think he's a very popular guy. He's a young star, superstar. And to get hurt, to miss the season, just horrible timing. Yeah, definitely. Especially after getting that big contract. 
you know, of all the baseball players that I know that aren't like on the Mets and Yankees, he's definitely up there. Hmm. So that that definitely does suck. He's out for a whole season. It's like it's like not LeBron because LeBron's way more established and much mm-hmm. older, but maybe like a young LeBron coming up, like him being out for the season. Like it sucks for yeah. it sucks for basketball, you know. So it, it mm-hmm. it's more of a blow to the MLB than maybe individually the Padres. What do you think about that? Think that's too crazy to say? No, I, I'd agree with you. Yeah. Actually, eh, maybe not. <laughs> Padres are probably pretty pissed. Not to me, definitely. Next, we're going to talk about the Met game. The Mets imploding. So I was. Ex- yeah, I mean, what, so, so oh, hold on, hold on. Let, let me get this straight. So they have the best pitcher in baseball, right? Mm, yeah. And their bullpen just fucking sucks, dick. That's yeah. That's kind of been the Mets for the past twenty years. Mm-hmm. The okay. shitty bullpens. So. I'm all excited. I, you know, my family's all together. We're excited watching the first pitch. And, you know, it took us an extra three days. Then those three days took so much longer than like the six months. Though not the six months, but like the months it took up to during the off season. Yeah. So we finally were excited. Jacob DeGrom's out there pitching. He's throwing a beautiful game. 77 pitches, throwing 100 consistently. His, he averaged, his fastball averaged 100 miles per hour last, last, last night. And he Jeez. topped out at like 102. Mm-hmm. 102 miles per hour on a fastball so he's cruising 77 pitches in the sixth and i told my sister i was like i think they're gonna i think ross gonna pull him after the sixth even though his pitch count was at 100 he's cruising mm-hmm. and our bullpen's not really our strong suit and ross took him out which i thought was so stupid why would you take him out why didn't why not just start him up in the seventh if he goes gets like into like a bump you know like a first uh he walks the first batter something you pull him and that's, you know, you're good. Or just let him, you know, just just see how it plays out. But they pull him. Miguel Castro comes in seventh inning. He does one, two, three inning. And then the eighth inning is just kind of was like really bad. I think the first batter struck out. And then after that, it was like walk, blue pit, walk, hit batter, line drive, two run score. And then at one, there was like a double play situation. Base load one out, hits a third baseman, throws it home. Guillaume throws it home, and James McCann couldn't catch it. And then two runs scored on that play. Instead of a double play, two runs scored. And then it was just when that happened, I was like, "This is over." The Mets blowing it on a Jacob Degrom start is just is just it's coming too common at this point. Yeah, I mean, definitely sucks because, like you said, he did pitch a great game. I think he let up like he got like what two, three hits, something like that, right? Yeah. And I mean, each no one scored, which is amazing. And then they just fucking dropped five in the last two, in the last inning. In the bottom of the ninth, we're down two, and Pete Alonso puts hits one. Two is almost a, two people on base, and he hits one freaking at the warning track, like <laughs> right up against the wall. And he almost he almost almost took the lead with a three run. And it's funny because before the season, MLB uh, like dead in the ball because they've been juicing the ball for like years. Mm-hmm. And the one year they deadened it, it's like sucks. Like maybe a year ago, it, it would have gone out. It would have been out, yeah. Sucks. Definitely a heartbreaking loss for the Mets, but that's kind of expected sometimes. But hopefully they rebound today. Got a game in a couple hours. You, yeah. So, you know, the Mets have the highest opening day win percentage in like any franchise. Really? Yeah. Any sports franchise, yeah. They're like at 68% or something. Like a six- I actually didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, so but that was old ownership. So I'm hoping that, like, 
you know, new ownership. So this is not the Mets went opening day every year. And then they go on and suck. So maybe this year we lose opening day and we go <laughs> on it to be good. You know, it's like a reverse thing kind of going on there. What about that pen run? Did y'all win that opening day? 2015, I think we versed the Braves. I think we I think we won. Pretty sure. Oh, you know, new Mets, new owner, new everything. And same results. Same results almost. And actually different result in this case. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> but... It's one game, once you know, 162 game season. We'll be all right. I got a, I got some breaking news to to break right now. What is it? Uh, the Rangers traded Odor to the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, I think it's a good pickup. Um, you know, like he's a lefty bat. It's good for them. He's nothing crazy. I think you you know Odor. Um, you know the guy that beat up that punched Jose Batista. You ever seen that? Yeah, yeah that's him. Yeah, right? that's him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how. That's how I know him. Someone threw a trash can on the on the Astros field. Yeah, uh, Astros. This is going to be a tough year for them. They got lucky. <laughs> yeah, they definitely. got so lucky last year. There was no fans, and this year I think it's just going to be like it's going to be bad. It's going to be like all hell broke loose for them. Yeah, it's like a, a whole year of building up. Yeah, pretty much. You're gonna see, you're gonna people are gonna bring the trash cans. They're gonna bang it on the stands. They're gonna do yeah. a bunch of stupid shit. Not, I think it's great. Good for them. <laughs> they deserve it, bro. Like, like. It's such a slap in the face that they didn't really get punished. Like, they didn't get the trophy taken away. That nobody got suspended. It's stupid. So, you know, you just got to let the fans handle it out. You know, let the fans police it. Yeah. So, it's good. Uh, Yankees won. They're, they're kind of off the slow start, but they're doing good. They versus Orioles tonight. They're 2-2. Two and two. I think chances are they win that game. Mm-hmm. Anything else for baseball? I think I think we'll talk about it more next week when more games get played. Yeah, especially because the Mets got off. They didn't play any games except yesterday. So yeah, we'll talk about more about Mets and Yankees next week. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the Paul Pierce situation. So Paul Pierce was uh, you know, he's hired by ESPN to be like an analyst. It was even an analyst. He didn't analyze nothing, but yeah, he wasn't that good at his job if that's what he got paid for. He was employed by ESPN. Yeah, video. So he goes on live. And he's in um he's at someone's house. I don't know if it's his house or somebody's friends or something. And he's surrounded by I would assume strippers. Some scantily clad women. Yeah. And they're playing poker and smoking a lot of weed. Video goes he does it on live, the video circles around social media, and within a couple hours ESPN fires him effective immediately. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on the situation? You think he deserved to get fired? Do you think it was that bad? Do you think it was funny? Like, I mean, like the thing is, like, for the average person, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just like someone living the life. But when you're someone that, like, you're out there, you know, people see your face every day at ESPN. People know who you are. You can even say like kids look up to you and shit like that. I don't think any kids looking up to Paul Pierce in 2021. But you know, it's just not a good look when you have a job and you know Disney owns ESPN. You think Disney wants? You know that I don't think Disney wants that. No, I think I think ESPN wants a certain level of like professionalism. Yeah, and they think that like that kind of broke the trust there, and that he, he wasn't being professional, and they don't want to employ someone in, with that like that like in that context, you know? Yeah. See, wherever wherever Shannon Sharp is, what what is him? H- is that HBO or some shit? Mm. Fox. He can smoke black and miles. It don't fucking matter. Yeah. But I mean, like when you're doing that shit, 
and you're like you're posting a live. I mean, I, I didn't really give a fuck. He's an adult; he could do whatever he wants. But it's like, yeah, what you have to think about it from a company's perspective and how people are gonna view you. And I don't think it should be a part a thing about like you know role models and shit. Like I don't think baseball players should be role models. I mean, athletes should be role models for kids. Like you got to find someone else, bro. Mm-hmm. I think the video itself, like just out of uh, out of context, was actually pretty funny. Cause he, you could tell he he was off something. <laughs> he like he he just wasn't there mentally. Like he yeah. was trying to talk and he, but he wasn't really saying anything. He's, he's yeah. getting his back massaged. Not for nothing, bro. Paul Pierce can't get like cute women. I thought they were cute. Were they not that cute? I didn't think they. Were, I didn't think they were beautiful. I you know, I think he because he's been retired for a little while now. I think it's uh, <laughs> he's been married for a couple years too. He's trying to see anything at this point. I think the well might be drying up a little bit for him. He has to be a little more conservative with the money. Yeah. Also, yeah, the big he's also married. <laughs> he has like a kid. And this was taken like a day before his kid's birthday party. <laughs> I I think that was the birthday party. <laughs> that was little Timmy's birthday, sixth birthday. What are you talking about? Blackjack and strippers, bro. I wish I had a birthday like that when I was eight, six, whatever the fuck how old he is. Yeah, so it was funny. I think Hmm. What do you think? What do, you, do you think Paul Pierce finds another job anywhere? Yeah, definitely. Somewhere? Yeah, he will. Like Barstool Sports or some shit, bro. You don't give a fuck. Nah, I don't, I don't know. Barst- I mean, Barstool Sports is like a joke. Yeah, exactly. What is Paul Pierce? Paul Pierce is a joke. I'm honestly, ever since, ever since Draymond Green fucking said that, like, you thought you were going to get a farewell tour, they don't love you like that, <laughs> you ain't Kobe. So, like, I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> It hasn't been the same for Paul Pierce since then. But do you think it's a little hypocritical that they fired him for this video? But meanwhile, he said he was better than Dwayne Wade. Like, this was not the worst thing he's done since he's been employed with ESPN at all. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, what did Dwayne Wade do? Cause, no, yeah. He said a lot of crazy shit. What was the other one? Um, He said something crazy. Oh, oh he said that he said Celtics, uh, are, the series is over against Milwaukee because they mm-hmm. won game one. And then they proceeded to get swept. Yeah, he's like, it's over. It's, it's it. They won game one. <laughs> the series is over, and they got swept. Like you would think, like you know, as an actual basketball player, you, you you would know that's not how it works. But I mean, the thing is about shit like this, it's all for clicks. You know, people just say shit to get a reaction. Mm. And I have a perfect example right here, Adam. What is it? ESPN Plus mm. dropped a top twenty-five under twenty-five for basketball. Yes, the pretext to it is that it's ranking young stars by future potential. But when Stephen A. Smith was talking about it, he had it on the screen. It just said twenty five under twenty five. That's it. Mm. So that's how I'm gonna I'm gonna take this right now, so, right? Yeah, yeah. So the big thing here is that Lamelo is number three. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, this shit is just for clicks. You know, it's just to get people talking, and I mean, it's working because me and you were talking about it right now, and people are talking about it all over Twitter. Yeah. If you want, because when you rank potential, you could just put whatever the fuck you want. I could put that. I think. Uh, I don't know. Nicholas Claxton. Yeah, I could, I could say him, or I could say Daniel House is the best player in the next five years, 25, under 25. Because you don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, like you could just put anybody anywhere, but that's not how I'm taking I'm taking is the top 25, under 25. Lamelo should not be three, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they started off pretty good with Luka and Zion 1-2. I think that's fair. Yeah. But then to put LaMelo 3 over Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, Tatum, Booker. 
Yeah. I think that's pretty insane. And I think there's some other ones that are pretty insane. Like, I think Shea over Ingram is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Porter Jr. over Ja and Trey and Sabonis. I mean, even if you're doing potential at that point, it's like, I still think their potential is higher. The thing is, like, you, you kind of, when you think of shit like this, like, especially for the players that are older, you kind of know what their ceiling is now. Yeah. But I feel like a player like Trey Young hasn't hit his ceiling yet. I feel like he's a 30-point-per-player type yeah, of guy. No, you know? Nobody on this list hits their ceiling because it would be the best players overall. This is under 25. Yeah. But what's more, what has more potential, an athletic point guard with elite athleticism or a stretch power forward in McCall, in, 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 um, yeah. in Michael Porter Jr.? Or even McCall yeah, Bridges, yeah. who's a 3 and D guy. Mm-hmm. Trey Young's averaging 25 a game right now. Yeah. What is McCall? McCall Bridge is a really good defender and a young player, 3 and D guy, but what what's potential? Like, talk about all-star appearances, who's most likely to win a MVP? I'll probably go Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young's definitely top three at that point, then, I'd say. If, yeah, if you base this list on who is most likely to be a Hall of Famer at the end of the career or win, a, or win an MVP, this list is horribly wrong. <laughs> this is horrible. Like, it's it, this is a joke. And I think I think I think Aiden got scuffed on this list too. He's like bottom, like nineteen, I think. Yeah, he's like yeah, like nineteen twenty ish. Yeah, he's probably better than his teammate McCall in terms of like an impact player, like a star type player. Because I can see Aiden making an All Star game just because the center position is kind of weak. But he's also pretty like he got better defensively. He's a pretty decent shot blocker now, and his offensive game is pretty good. Like he's a well rounded offensive player. Yeah, I mean, 30 minutes is averaging 16 times. Yeah. Double-double. Exactly. It's pretty fucking good. And especially at a weak position, you can make it there. But McCall Bridges, look, I don't see the all-star potential there. I don't, at least not right now. But I also, I think one, the biggest, the biggest snub on this list is that no RJ. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can safely, very, very, very comfortably say that ain't, uh, that RJ is better than Sexton. Maybe better than Lonzo. Better than Jared Allen. Better than John Collins. Halliburton, it's still too early, I think. Edwards, it's too early. And Aiton, what do you think? RJ or Aiton? Pretty close, right? Uh, I'd say I'd say so, yeah. I, I think, honestly, if you say Aiton, I think it would be too crazy. Or if you say RJ, I don't think it would be too crazy. I think they're pretty close together. Um, But th- those bottom five, six people, like, there's no question. I think RJ is better than them and has more potential. Because wh- I mean, Colin Sexton's not having a pretty good season, though. No, he is having a good season, but he's a very like limited player. He's a mm-hmm. he's a bucket getter. I don't think he's a starter. I think yeah. he's more of a six man type. And he's not a point guard. He's a shooting guard at a, like a really small short por- shooting guard. Yeah. And then Lonzo, what do you think about Lonzo? Like Lonzo's more of a role player the, at this stage of his career. He's still young, but he's more of a role player. You know, yeah, no, I I think RJ is better than him. Jared Allen, he's a serviceable starting center that most likely will be a backup center later in his career. Mm-hmm. John Collins, what's John Collins? Yeah, I mean, he's just athletic. <laughs> he can sc- he's a good scorer. Defensively, he's pretty horrible, and even his scoring isn't too 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 efficient. And then you have Halliburton and Edwards, who are rookies, who are Having good years, but they're still rookies. I don't know. I just think it's not having RJ on there, at least in 
even at towards the bottom, is that is kind of like disrespectful. It just slap in the face. Maybe they did that on purpose for the clicks. They knew that that if mm-hmm. they didn't leave RJ, that they'd get more buzz. Or maybe they just the Nick slander just for Nick slander, you know? Because mm-hmm. the media right now is just it's all about Nick slander. It's, that's what's funny. That's what gets clicks. Slandering the Knicks. So I don't know. This this is a horrible list. I sh- I think lists like this just get made for like people like us to talk about it on like summer. Maybe it's made for podcasts, bro. Yeah, podcast. Made for Stephen A. Smith mm-hmm. to have a fucking aneurysm because he was losing his fucking mind. Hey, talk about that. What what was Stephen A. Smith doing? <laughs> he was just like he said like whoever whoever worked on this list needs to get drug tested immediately. Blah blah blah. This this is not. Yeah, because he's going to be insane. Stephen A. Smith has some hot takes, but he's pretty solid when it comes to stuff like this. And he's right. Like this, this is such a horrible, horrible list. Like, what do you? I don't know. Do you think there was one person? Did one person make this, or was it like a team of people? It had to be a team, I'd say. Wow, that's that's embarrassing. ESPN just <laughs> shit show. They fire Paul Pierce, but they put out lists like this. Yeah, whoever on this list needs to get fired. Paul Pierce made this list. Oh man, that 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 was his magnum opus before he left. This is why he got fired. The list. <laughs> I'm telling you, Paul Pierce made this list. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so horrible. I think the R- the RJ slander is just. Why do you think RJ gets slandered so much? Like he didn't make the all rookie team. He made the rising star game, so that's one thing he had going for him. And then he doesn't any kind of like under twenty five list. He never makes. No, I mean I think it's just like the Knicks. Nobody really watches the Knicks at the moment. No, people watch the Knicks. Yeah, I mean just to make fun of them though. Hmm. Outside of New York. Nah, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think, you know, in New York, I think people agree that RJ, I mean, he's having a good season. He's averaging, what, 17 and 6, right? Mm-hmm. He's having a pretty good season. The Knicks are like, what, 7th seed right now? Because I knew they they on a losing streak. Yeah, 7th seed. But he's still their second option on a 7th seven t- seven seed team. It's not, it's yeah, not exactly. horrible. It's not like, not like the Knicks are the worst team in the league anymore. Like, at least, yeah. you know. So, I, I just don't, I don't get the hate. Why hate just, just the hate? That's the argument you can make for Sexton, too, because he's on the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, bottom three. And, you know, you could say those points are just, you know. Garbage points. Yeah, exactly. But, I don't know. I think leaving RJ off this list is interesting for sure. It's not, It's not. you know, he should definitely be on the list. Mm-hmm. How about him not making any rookie team? Like, what? it's rookie team one, two, and three. And the guys like Terrence Davis made it over him. And all these other guys, like. Some reason, like, what is it about RJ? Did people not like his game? You think? I don't know. Cause he he has a good game. Like he's a good like, you know, like drive to the rim, hard nose, you know, basketball player. He's the mid range is there. The three point shot is coming around. Not great. And he plays. I think he plays solid defense. So he kind of has that two way ability to him. I just is he not marketable? Is there something about him? Is it, is it just because he's on the Knicks? I'd say maybe. I I can see him just because he's on the Knicks. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely this list is a, whoever made this is probably on crack I'm gonna be honest this is a horrible list I think they just put I think they just did a random generator honestly fucking they just put the, these that. 25 names on a random name generator and you're just like alright so Luca no first he put Luca's eye on for a second and then we're like alright now we just bullshit the rest of it yeah I think they're just going off like fame at this point like right like it's more of like a f- popularity list than anything I think I would say Jaw would be up there a little bit more yeah I think Jaws. I think after the last season, I think Jaws is a little bit more popular, just because of the shit that happened with Iguodala and shit. And he was he was fun to watch last season. He's he's, he's an exciting player to watch, mm-hmm. and has more potential than like six guys above him. But whatever. Yeah, definitely. That's I was gonna say that too. He that might be the most 
egregious one other than Lamelo. Mm-hmm. That one might be the worst one. Or McCall Bridges even like over some of these other guys. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Anything else uh, basketball related? The Knicks lost to the Nets. Um, Knicks were kind of cruising this game. They had to lead almost the whole game and then they kind of didn't finish it late. Kind of choked. Couldn't get a couldn't get a shot. Um, they could not stop Kyrie Irving for whatsoever. James Harden goes down, doesn't play, only plays like four minutes. And this is a game you gotta like if you want to make the playoffs. This is a game you gotta win. No James Harden, no KD, only Kyrie. And you, they were playing so well. Reggie Bullock was playing so well. Randall got a triple double. Everybody's playing well, and they just. This is why I wanted them to make a trade at the deadline. Because situations like this, like closing out the fourth quarter, you need those shooters. You need guys that can create a shot, who can catch the ball at the wing or in the corner and pop that three. And if teams don't, if teams respect that and they close out on that, then you open the lane more for Randall to drive. Mm-hmm. And we just don't have that. We can't close guys like Alfred Payne. Like Alfred Payne standing in the corner is not conducive because you don't want to pass it to him because he's going to shoot it. And the defender is going to sag off and. Try to double team Randall. So it's like the Knicks are, it's very frustrating to watch because they are good. They're good for the first like three quarters and they just seem that they can't close it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And f- vice versa for the Nets this is a huge win. No KD, no, no James Harden. You get a win. Pretty big. Yeah. This is a, this is not a good loss for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Like, like James Harden played four minutes and you only have to deal with Kyrie now. That should have been a game that they should have closed out and it would have been. You know, good for the momentum because they're beating the top team in the East. But like you said, Kyrie looked unstoppable out there. He was going, he was having a good ass game. You know, people on the on the net stepped up. The Knicks just didn't. They lost late, which definitely sucks. Yeah, these are the type of games that might push the Knicks out of the not playoffs. But this is the difference between losses like this is the difference between like a six seed and like the nine seed. Yeah, I agree. Six seed where you're comfortable, you don't have to play in the tournament. And eight seed, nine seed is where you have to play in, and now you have to, you're not even a lock to make the playoffs, you know? They're just stupid losses like this. I thought, you know, it's just frustrating to watch. It feels like the front office is punting on this team by not making any acquisitions or trades. And then watching the fan, like, you know, watching the players, they definitely want to win, and Tom Thibodeau wants to win, and the fans want to win. So I think it's just frustrating. Because we need a big man. Like, Taj can't be playing 40 minutes a game. Like, I love Taj, but he's good in spurts. He's good like 10. he give you 10, 15 quality minutes, you know, off the bench. We need another big. We can need another shooter. And it doesn't seem like reinforcements coming. And this is what so it seems like. seems like the Knicks are just going to be 500 team rest of the way down. Yeah, it's not looking good. And these other teams are going to sh- probably get hot. Celtics, like how how bad can the Celtics be for the rest of the season? Pacers are bad. They you expect them to f- figure it out eventually. Hornets, Heat, you know. So yeah, and I mean I think the Hornets are gonna. I don't think they're gonna with Lamelo out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. And the Knicks have you know very tough schedule coming up. They got Celtics next. Then they got the Grizzlies, who's not a bad team at all. A seed in the West. You know, not not. Easy to do if you're a bad team. Uh, they got the Raptors. Who cares about the Raptors? They got the Lakers next after that. So, I mean, it's going to be a... Lakers, Pelicans, Mavericks, yeah. Yeah, this next week is going to be tough for the Knicks. And they got to... They really need to step up. They really do, do want to make the playoffs, you know? 
Yeah, make the playoffs and not have to do a play-in. Yeah, exactly. You don't want them to play any more games than they're going to have to if shit like exactly. this happens. So, kind of frustrating on that sense. Um, so, not a good day, honestly, yesterday for me. The Mets lost, the Knicks <laughs> lost. Uh, I guess if you're a Jets fan, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about anything else? Uh, Baylor versus Gonzaga. Yeah. I watched this game. Mm. Uh, Baylor stopped uh, Gonzaga's perfect season. And did Baylor look amazing? Baylor looked so good. Do you do you know the discrepancy in offensive rebounds in the game? Not off the top of my head, no. Fourteen to one, <laughs> Baylor just was out rebounding them, playing stellar defense, and you could just tell like they really wanted this game, and it's huge. I don't know when the last time Baylor's ever won a national championship. I don't think it's been any time soon. Probably like you know before I was born, maybe. And they just played really good, Gonzaga. Funny enough, they shot better, like percentage wise, but Baylor got better shots. Gonzaga wasn't shooting that many threes. They weren't shooting well. They were shooting like twenty nine percent from three. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean it all you know, it all culminated into a Baylor win. They're the national champions in basketball for college. I think I think I think Baylor was when it was impressive, but I think some of their individual players was I like Jared Butler would played really well. Davian Mitchell played really well. And they just had, like, individual players just step up big for them. I'm kind of surprised Gonzaga lost. I actually had them winning. Especially when Jalen Suggs, he was doing pretty good this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was just the, the the rebounds, like you said, was huge. And the shots, like, it, it seemed like Gonzaga couldn't get a good shot. Yeah, It seemed like uh, they, they couldn't get the shots they wanted. They couldn't get to their spots. And they, could, they when they did get to those spots, they knocked it down. But they just wasn't often enough. And they couldn't stop that. They couldn't stop Baylor. This guy Mark Vitell, eleven rebounds, eight of them offensive. Yeah, like yeah, just, like you know, all those second chance points, man. That's a lot. And he's a guard. Is no, he's a center. Is he? He's listed as a guard. Yeah, he's a guard. You're right. Holy shit. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's interesting. Like Gonzaga was definitely the team to beat. Mm-hmm. Like almost perfect season, but. Baylor just Baylor was the better team that day. That was it. That's how March Madness is. It's not about who's better. It's about who's better on that day. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I like Jared Butler and uh, David Mitchell. I think those are two guys that can get drafted this upcoming draft. I like Jared Butler a lot. I think he'll be like a late first round pick, maybe like early second. Mm-hmm. And then Jalen Suggs, he's a beast. He's probably going to go in the lottery. Um, Timmy, I like that guy, Timmy. I don't think he's a draft prospect. But Timmy's funny. He is like that. Like Southern Floridian, Floridian vibed him. Mm-hmm. Kispert's okay. Um, yeah, it was it was a fun game. Honestly, March Madness this year wasn't wasn't it for me. I don't know. I don't know why. Like I just wasn't into it. I'm always always into it every year, but this year I really wasn't into it. Yeah, the one year you have a podcast where we can talk about it, you're not into it. It's crazy. I think I don't know. I think <laughs> I think the COVID just situation just messed it up. Because I think it's a it's a nationwide thing, not just me. It's like college sports has been kind of down recently. I wonder. I think people just like think. I don't know. What do you think? No, I don't know. That your guess is as good as mine because I barely watched March Madness this year too. The games I did watch were really good though. That one, uh, the Oregon game I told you to put on. Yeah. That game was really fun to watch. I don't even remember who the fuck they were playing against, but. And then the bull, and then Jalen Suggs buzz, buzzer beater. Yep, yep. That was a good one too. 
I watched the UCLA versus somebody. I called the buzzer beater in that game. I'm just I'm just saying. I knew it was happening. You did call it. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, what else is there to talk about? I think that wraps it up. Champions League's going on. I don't watch soccer, though. So Yeah, me, me neither. I try to get into soccer. It's just kind of difficult when you don't have like mm-hmm. a team to root for. Because yeah. that's how you get into sports. You want to get into sports, you just find a random team. Maybe you're like your city team or your state team, whatever, and you just root for them. But, yeah, but like we got to move to England. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like there's no like New York doesn't have a team in the in the in the real soccer league. We got the Red Bulls, bro. Whatever the fuck they're called. They're like AAA. You know, one time I was at a I was at a Red Bulls game. Mm. This is when I was a kid. I was in soccer camp, which is funny. I I go to, I went to soccer camp. I didn't really get into like professional soccer like that, but we took like a field trip to a Red Bull game. I don't even know where the stadium is. I got lost in that stadium, bro. That shit was scary. Mm. I was shitting my pants. I was like five. That's your whole story? Yeah. I thought you were going to say something crazy happened. No, that was it, bro. I got lost. That's not crazy, bro. When you're five, you get lost in a stadium full of people. I got lost at City Field. Was... Yeah, exactly. Shut the fuck up. Then. But I wasn't scared. But I also was a little I was a little older, I think. I think I was seven or eight. Oh, man. The discrepancy between five and eight is insane. It is, though. That's a third grader to a kindergartner right there, bro. Come on. I, I didn't know what was going on. I was new to the world. Bro, I got lost in City Field. And then while I'm lost, my dad and uh, my uncles and my brothers, they met they met the guy who does Fox now, uh, Kevin Burkhart. He used to do the Mets things. And he used to be like the in-game, like, you flip it over to them and he tells you something about the game. Mm-hmm. Like, Rebecca Harlow for the Knicks or something, like. So they while they're talking to him, I'm freaking lost, walking around, <laughs> trying to find a security guard to help me find him, and that sucks. I wanted to meet him, but that was that was funny. Well, next time, don't get lost. Bro. That was the first year in City Field. So whenever City Field opened up, I got lost. One of the first you games. Never went to Shea Stadium. You ever went to Shea Stadium? Yeah, of course. I went to Shea. Fucking beautiful. My grandpa has like some grass from like Shea Stadium. That's cool. Very random, but I don't even know if he still has it anymore. I miss Shea a little bit. Yeah, it was a nice stadium. The bleachers. How how City Field? City Field's actually top ten best ballparks in MLB, I think. And that's not because I'm a Met fan. Like it really is beautiful because it's more than a stadium. There's like mad shit to do around, like the mat, the food places and the bridge and like kid activities and stuff. So it's good. I think top ten for sure. I get fully vaccinated on Wednesday. Mets letting fans in or not? Yeah, I got tickets. Oh, okay, thanks for inviting me, bro. You want to come? No, this is it. Podcast is over. <laughs> why don't we go? Wh- why don't and not end it? Why don't we go to my game? Just me and you, and then do the outro. All right, guys, that wraps it up for this week. We talked about a lot. We talked about Sam Darnold trade and what that means for the Jets. Uh, we talked about uh, Fernando Tatis getting hurt and how that sucks for baseball. Mets lose. Yankees got a game later today. Uh, we talked about Paul Pierce getting firing ESPN. We talked about. The ESPN's top 25 under 25 list that was questionable at best. Uh, that wraps it up for today's episode. Uh, you can follow me at Adam Elder one on Twitter or the A underscore J podcast on Twitter. Uh, Jab, what's your thing? Do be a shooter. Do be at do be a shooter. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you want to stay up, up to date with what we tweet and what we we're thinking. Uh, Between some bullshit, don't follow me. <laughs> all right. That wraps it up. So uh, peace. Later. See ya.